Today on Rooted Daily, we ask if you can walk away from God. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about if it's possible to leave the security of salvation. You know, the Bible ensures us that when we rely on God, when we rely on his word, we are invincible. Paul wrote in a a lengthy part of Romans chapter 8, what then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can drag us away from our salvation. Nothing can drag us away from God. Paul tells us that Christ ascended into heaven to make it his sole objective to intercede on our behalf. He conquered death and he has shown us that we can too. And with him on our side, who can defeat us? Christians are no longer slaves to sin, no longer slaves to death because of that incredible free gift of Jesus Christ. So no Christian should be shaking in their boots, fearful of the coming judgment. We have incredible security like nothing else the world can offer. In his letter to the Philippians, Paul writes that Christians, they don't need to worry. He says, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. We can have a peace that transcends understanding. Because while Christians, we may struggle on earth, we are guaranteed an eternal reward. Notice though, Paul still warns the Philippians to focus on the things God has focused on and put those things into practice. He says that is what can bring peace, lasting eternal peace. When we are saved, it's true. No one can drag us away from our security in God. And what an incredible assurance that is. But when we wholesale reject God, when we reject his will, how can he help us any longer? In John chapter 15, 
Jesus told his disciples, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. Now, there's a lot in that passage that we could dissect, but we can boil it down to a few points. First, we can be a branch of the tree with all the life that promises. But when we stop bearing fruit, we're going to be cut off and thrown into the fire. Second, Christ will abide in us when we abide in him. And third, we will remain in God's love if we keep the Father's commands. It's also important to note that Jesus says the command he's talking about is love in verse 12. If I stop loving, if I reject the commands of God wholly and stop bearing fruit, then I can't remain on the tree. Now, fortunately, we have an all-forgiving Savior. He is our advocate. And when we're struggling to bear fruit, he won't abandon us. He, He may trim us down a little from time to time, but he won't cut us off. For Christians, the good news, in fact, the gospel is that Christ can make imperfect people whole again. He knows that on our own, we won't be sinless. We won't be perfect. That's why he came to be our sacrifice. On a physical level, that doesn't all change once we're saved. When we rise out of the waters of baptism, we're going to have a new life, but it's going to be stuck in an old body. And that old body will still fall short from time to time. So what Jesus is saying And John chapter 15 is not about those occasional shortcomings. His tree would only be a trunk if that was what he was referring to, because he would have to cut off every branch. You don't need to stay awake at night fearful that your sins are not covered by God's grace. All sin, no matter how foul it is, can be covered by the grace of God. Jesus is talking here about people who, although they were once convicted that Jesus is the Son of God and the rightful master of their life, They have now abandoned that conviction for self-worship. The Bible is chock full of warnings of this threat that the faithful face. You know, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, for example, says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the end. The writer of Hebrews urges us to look out for one another so that we can't be taken hostage again by sin. We can only share 
with Christ, meaning sharing his resurrection, if we hold to our faith until the very end. That means if we abandon our conviction, if we decide we're no longer going to carry our cross behind Jesus, we're going to leave it behind and go our own path, then we can't share in Christ's reward any longer. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19, Paul refers to some who, by rejecting a good conscience, had made shipwreck of their faith, and he warns us not to do the same. And I think there's one verse, and actually one word, that really illustrates this for me. Romans chapter 12, verse 1, where, where Paul writes, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Now, after telling the Romans how they could be saved by God's abundant grace, Paul says, Therefore, be a living sacrifice. Obedience should be the natural response to God's mercy. Too often, when we have this discussion about the security of our salvation, it's because we're looking at the bare minimum of our faith. We're wondering where the line is and what happens when we cross it. What sin is too sinful to still be in good graces with God? That's not the faith the Bible describes. The Bible describes a faith that transforms people entirely. Sure, Christians will still have their faults, their shortcomings, but the Christians of the Bible are pouring their hearts and their souls and their minds out into serving God and keeping his commands. If we are doing that, then nothing and nobody can separate us from the love of our Father. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey, thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com right now.